It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to Socialette, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in launching and online marketing. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a corporate dropout turned launch strategist, helping you launch your digital products simply and successfully so you can reach more people, grow your audience, and become the go-to brand in your space. Want to swipe my signature launch framework? Download my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 489. Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know those answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit, it does sound too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit hubspot.com slash startups. Not sure what to launch next. Here is how you can decide. Typically, what I've noticed happens with entrepreneurs is that we either are in the space where we have way too many ideas to decide or we end up in a space where we have no ideas at all. It's like the idea desert, idea drought. And there's no middle ground where we have that like one perfect idea. Uh, we tend to have 10 ideas or none at all. Now, today I'm going to walk you through how you can come up with an idea if you have no ideas at all, an idea for something that you can launch. But I'm also going to talk you through how you can choose an idea if you have way too many ideas, because too many different ideas can actually, it can be distracting 
And it can move us further away from our goal because we tend to start working on one and then we get the other shiny object that pops up in the corner and it's like, hi, pick me, pick me. And then you start working on that shiny object. And after a little while, that shiny object also gets boring because at some point, these things all take a little bit of work. And then out of the corner of your eye, you see another little shiny object and it says, pick me, pick me, pick me. And we end up with all of these half finished products, half finished digital products, programs, memberships, whatever you want to call them. We end up with all of these half finished things and yet we have nothing available to sell and bring in income into our business, which is what we really need to be aiming for. So if you have no idea for what you could create as a group program, a digital course or a membership, no idea for what you want to launch next, I'm going to run you through a couple of questions to get you brainstorming what you can launch next. Now, I want to point out something that I've talked about a lot in previous episodes, but if you're new here, hi, uh, if you are new here, you might not have heard this before. And what I love to teach is launching something before you have created it. Creating your program, membership, course, other digital product, that will take a, a that'll take probably 90% of your energy. Um, and it can be somewhere where you can get really stuck because it can become this endless this endless project where you keep adding tasks to it. You keep thinking of new things you need to add and then you never finish it. It's never ready to launch. Whereas if you launch it first, if you sell it before you've created it, then you firstly, you know that there are people out there willing to spend money on it. So you validated the idea and launching something before you've created it is the best way to validate because we don't know for sure if somebody wants something until they pay money for it. They can say that they want it, but until they pay money for it, we don't actually know that they truly will pay money for it. And the other benefit of launching something before you've created it is it gives you a deadline. That might feel scary. It might feel scary knowing, oh, I have to finish creating this group program or creating this course or creating my membership content before this date because I've sold it to people and they are expecting it on this date. Terrifying, right? But wonderful because it means that you can't procrastinate it. It means that you have to get out of that perfectionist tendency that you might be in. It means that you focus on getting the product out there because something that is out there 90% perfect and out there and in your audience's hands is going to have a much bigger impact than something that is your, that you're waiting for it to be 120% perfect, but it's not going to ever release out into the world. All right, so let's jump through some questions that you can ask to start brainstorming a product that is perfect for your audience. It might help to write these down. So pause after I've read each one out, write it down, and then go and journal on it or brainstorm on it whenever you're feeling inspired and creative. First question, what problems can you solve for someone? For example, I know my audience really want to launch 
They, maybe they've created a product and they've been waiting to launch it. Maybe they're halfway done and they don't quite know how to start to fill it up and how to get people to sign up for it. Or maybe they are thinking in the distant future, oh, I'd like to launch a group program or a membership or a course. My problem that I'm solving is that launching feels really overwhelming when you don't know what to do. And from that problem, that was where I came up with my program, Launch Magic. Another question, what frustrations can you ease? These don't have to be massive world-changing frustrations. These can be as simple as little tiny things. And I'm going to use a really interesting example for a small frustration that a product eases. This is a physical product. It's not a digital product, but I think it's a really great illustration of a frustration you can ease. And that is poo-pourri. I don't know if you've heard of poopery. They are little drops that you put into your toilet to neutralize odors after, you know. Anyway, so that's a really tiny frustration. It's not going to change somebody's life, but for somebody who maybe has guests over regularly and wants to make sure that their toilet smells nice, that's a little frustration that that product has eased. We often think that when we're creating a course or a membership or a program, it needs to be this big signature program that's going to change people's lives. And it really doesn't need to be. Um, it can be just as simple as making their day that tiny little bit easier. Next question. How can you improve someone's life? This doesn't, the, the, the first things that come to mind are obviously money, health, fitness, but what else can they use a little bit of improvement with? How else can you improve it? Can you help them to be more organized? I mean, I'm sure if somebody taught me how to keep my desk decluttered, that would improve my life because I would feel so much more inspired every time I sat down at my desk rather than frustrated at the mess I look at every time. And believe me, I have tried Marie Kondoing this. It does not work. <laughs> Next question. What are your strengths? What are the things that you can do that other people maybe can't do? Like what comes easily to you that doesn't come as easily to other people? If you're enjoying Imperfect Action, I have another podcast recommendation that I think you're going to love. It's called Mistakes That Made Me. It's hosted by Iman Ismail, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Mistakes That Made Me is the podcast that asks extraordinary business owners to share their biggest business mistake, so you know what not to do on your road to success. Now, as you know, I'm a big fan of learning from mistakes that I've made in the past, and I'm big about sharing those with you as well. So join Iman as she chats to some of the smartest minds in business about how to push through failure. On the show, she's interviewed some of the same awesome guests that you will have already met on this show, such as Tarzan Kay and Kirsty Fanton. So go on over and listen to Mistakes That Made Me wherever you get your podcasts. My best-selling product ever, the A to Z podcast launch plan, came about because I had a lot of people asking me, hey, Steph, you have a podcast. I really want to start a podcast. How do I do it? And to me, I was like, oh, but it's so easy. Really? Like, you really want help? It's so easy. And people kept coming back and they were like, yeah, the technology's hard. I don't know what software to use, what equipment to use. 
So I figured, oh, okay, if this is something that's coming easily to me, I can create a product about this and it's going to help other people to launch their podcasts. And that is how the A to Z podcast launch plan came about. The next thing to ask yourself is what is one small thing you can help somebody to achieve in a month or two weeks or even a week? What is one tiny little transformation that you can deliver to somebody? It can be how to make the perfect cup of matcha. It can be how to structure a podcast episode. These are not big transformations but they are small, tangible achievements where when somebody gets to the finish line, they're going to feel a little bit better about themselves. So that's going to hopefully give you a bunch of ideas now for your next digital product launch. But when you have a lot of ideas, how do you then go and choose between these ideas? Now, Firstly, I like to look at, okay, which is the lowest hanging fruit, which is something that I can create the easiest, the quickest, that feels most inspiring to create, or that maybe I already have the content for, or something that I have already, um, a process that I've already got in place that I can simply teach to somebody else. I really love this concept that I came across recently. I forget who came up with it but it's called selling your sawdust. So selling the little offcuts from your own work to, um, so selling your processes perhaps, or selling the um, swipe files that you've used in a launch, that's all your sawdust. And that doesn't require a whole amount of, a whole huge amount of work to create, but it's still valuable to somebody else who doesn't have that knowledge and that expertise and that experience that you do. It might be that the lowest hanging fruit is a group program. For example, uh, where you're bringing together a small group and you're teaching them live each week on Zoom. Or maybe it's an online course where you're teaching it live each week via Zoom. Or maybe it's a membership where you're just creating the first month or two ahead of time. And then after you've launched it, then you'll go ahead and create more content. So what is that lowest hanging fruit out of those ideas that you've come up with? Next way to look at it is what does your audience need from you first? So if we think about the bigger picture journey that you are taking your audience on, what is that first step that you can help them with? For example, my first step in my product journey is somebody comes to me to learn how to launch a podcast with the A to Z podcast launch plan. From there, they realize, oh, I need to grow my audience. Great. Then they can join Boost Your Brand Superfans, which is my course on how to grow an engaged audience with the right people who are ready to buy your product or your service. And then from there, they might also realize, huh, I've got this audience Now I want to monetize this audience, or now I want to monetize my podcast, or maybe I've got so many clients and I'm just so busy, but I want to consider creating a digital product and launching that. In that case, that's when they come to me for launch magic. So see how there's this bigger journey that I'm taking people on. And I have so many people in my audience who've bought one of my products 
And then they've come back to buy the next one and they've come back to buy the next one because they know me, they like me, they trust me, they enjoy my teaching style. It's so much easier to sell to somebody who is already in your audience, who's already bought from you than it is to go out there and acquire a new customer. The next thing to look at is what is going to generate the most revenue, the most cash flow, especially if you are at a point in your business where maybe cash is tight or maybe you need a nice inflow of cash so that you can look at hiring somebody. You can look at upgrading your software and your systems so that you can make it a little bit more scalable. So in that case, something like a $19 ebook isn't going to generate as much cash as a $200 course, which isn't going to generate as much cash as a $2,000 course or a $2,000 group program. It's going to take you probably longer to create that $19 ebook than it would to create that group program where you're teaching it week by week. But what is going to give you the best return on your time? Well, that is something for you to look at. What is going to give you the best return on your time and what's going to generate the most cash flow if that's something you need in your business right now. And then lastly, what do you feel most inspired to do? What is your gut telling you to do? What feels most exciting? Now, there is going to be that point where you have already started creating something where you start to feel less inspired and you feel like you want to give up. That's not your gut feeling. That's not your intuition. That's not inspiration. That is simply you wanting to give up because it feels challenging. And I love the book, The Dip by Seth Godin, because he talks a little bit about how it's, um, it's not inspiration calling us to this new shiny object, but how we actually need to persist through the challenging part of creating anything, of any creative project, any creative pursuit. We have to persist through that challenging part to get to the finish line. It's going to show up for everything that we are doing. So we have to persist. Now, I think often the thing that feels, the idea that feels most exciting to you, that is often going to be the best one. And sometimes we do just have to throw logic out the window and go with our gut. So hopefully that has helped you. That has given you a whole bunch of ideas. And it's also given you a framework to work in to identify which idea to go with first. If you have any friends who you think are struggling with ideas for what to launch next, whether they have too many ideas or not enough ideas, please do share this episode with them. It's how I get to help more people. Make sure you've hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you haven't already left a rating or a review for this show, I really would appreciate it if you do. I read every single one and your feedback means the world to me. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.